Here's a question. As a church, are we just keeping ourselves going or are we actually going somewhere? The vast majority of churches, including ours, we spend most of our time on maintenance, just keeping going what we've got going. And that's important. There's a lot of good things going on at Lynn Baptist Church that we want to keep going and they take effort and time. But at the same time, God is always calling us to something new. To not just be treading water, but to going forward. So what is that? What is he calling us to? Three, almost three years ago, uh, we set up this, this vision and recorded in this document. If you haven't got one, I've still got some of these. Uh, 2017. So we thought at the beginning of this year, we'd spend a little bit of time saying, where are we up to with this vision? What's happened since 2017 and what do we see next? So a little recap, because some of you may not have been here when we started talking about the vision. Some of you may have forgotten uh, the details of it. So we'll do a little bit of a recap. Then Jonathan will take us forward as to what has happened. So our vision was built on four pillars, four scriptural verses in particular that were given to us. Uh, In some cases, the same verse was given to different people multiple times. And there were four verses all together. There was this one, which we've already had this morning, which is an umbrella verse about God saying, don't just keep going on about what happened in the past. Think, look ahead, because I'm going to do something new. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Do we perceive it? Do we perceive it? Or are we just blinded by the things of today? I will make, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And then three specific verses. Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel, Ezekiel has this vision of a, of a trickle of water that turns into a stream, and then a big stream, and then a river, and then a very deep river. And this river brings life wherever it flows into dead places. And this verse says, swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. And then the key parts that we've quoted many times, where the river flows, everything will live. And we have this idea of us flowing into other communities around us and within us and bringing life. The third verse was a New Testament verse where Jesus first calls Simon and Peter. He sees them in the boat, Luke chapter 5, and they've been fishing all night. And Jesus says, "Put cast out into deeper water and put your nets on the other side. And Simon says, Master, we've been fishing all night and we haven't caught anything. But because you say, I will draw the nets. Because you say, we will go into deeper water. And we felt this call to take a risk to take a risk, to go into deeper water and to see what God will do. And then the last verse was the John chapter 7 verse where it's a festival of tabernacles and it's a six or seven day festival on the last and greatest day of the festival. Jesus stands up and cries out in a loud voice. Whoever, whoever, he says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And anyone who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of life-giving water will flow from within them. So this idea that we ourselves are sources of water, not just the church, not just when we come together, but even individually, we are sources of water. 
So there were the four verses. And then we discovered, actually after that, that the meaning of Lim is actually a place of running water. That's what the town where we are, that's what it means. So we weren't driven by that. That was a happy discovery afterwards. So I want to ask you that question. Are you thirsty this new year? Are you thirsty, not only thirsty for more of God, more of God's word in your own life, but are you longing to see more people come to faith in Jesus? Are you thirsty for the good news of the gospel to go out into the communities around here? That passage in Isaiah, Isaiah says, forget the former things. We are on the other side of Isaiah's vision already, aren't we? Jesus has come. The good news is here. It's been announced. It's not totally fulfilled until Jesus returns. But we're this side of Calvary, of the resurrection. The Spirit has been poured out. Isaiah was given this message from the Lord to tell the people, you know, don't just get stuck. Don't get stuck in the past as to what God was doing then. It's good to remember. It's good to retell the stories. But actually, you've got to look forward. If you want to be part of what God is doing, you've got to have that vision to see ahead, to see what God has laid on our hearts. You know, churches easily get stuck in the past, don't they? I don't know if you've ever heard any of those expressions said in church. We've always done it this way. Always? Really? Since AD 33? Really? No, well, perhaps not. But we can get like that as human beings, can't we? We can get stuck and our traditions can mean more to us than our message. And God says, forget the former things. Look ahead. See, I am doing a new thing. Are we open to that new thing? Are we open to the vision, the context of the vision that God is calling us to in Lim as we go into this new decade ahead? You know, the message never changes, does it? The gospel message, Jesus remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our culture rapidly shifts. The way that we shared the gospel 30, 40, 50 years ago doesn't resonate with people today. It's the same gospel, but we need to think very carefully about how we share it. So, just going back then, that after that introduction to 2017, this is what we said in 2007. This is what we believe God gave us to say almost three years ago. And uh, pretty much these are the slides that we used three years ago. We may have reduced the content slightly, but this is pretty much taken from presentations three years ago. A distinctly Christian people at the heart of Lim, where the river flows, everything will live, gives us the idea of communities flowing into communities, whether they're in this building or out there. So the first uh, area of our vision was recreating community. What kind of community? There are so many communities we are called to be part of. Well, the first community is this community this morning, the church community, the community of us gathered here. That as a church, we, we have to develop as a community in discipleship, in care and prayer. We want to see this place become a house of prayer, and we'll talk about what we can do as a community in a few minutes. We've spent a lot of time, probably most of our time, and most of my time, in the last two and a half years, has been spent thinking about the building communities. The hundreds of people who come into this building between Monday and Friday, the vast majority of whom are not Christians, they're coming here, and they belong here. 
they actually belong here. We did a survey, and this place is important to them. It's not just a passing through place. And that's an interesting idea, isn't it? And we believe there's a God-given opportunity for us to develop our building and our thinking to better serve these people, to welcome them, to be hospitable, to find space for conversation, for a cup of tea, to chat about that thing you're worried about, a cup of coffee to chat about that group that you're starting. What can we, how can we be part of that? So that's the second community, the, the user community. Then there's also the communities that you all belong to in your streets, in your workplaces, in your colleges, um, in your clubs, that you also are called, we all are called to impact and infuse our individual communities. So that was the first area of our vision. We felt there was a call to go into communities and recreate community. The second area of our vision. So Jesus says to Simon, Simon, Put out into deeper water and cast down your nets. And Simon says, we've been doing this all night. But because you say, I will put out into deeper water and cast out my net. And the net was full, so full, the nets began to break. Other fishermen had to come and help carry the catch ashore. That only happened because Simon put out into deeper water. And there's this call for us to do something new, which in our areas, to put that into deeper water, which we phrase as reaching neighbours. Are we reaching our neighbours? That God has blessed us here. There's often over 200 people here on a Sunday morning. It's great. We can have a great time together. But that's not what God has, that's not only what God is calling us to do, just enjoy ourselves. That we believe that there is a call. This is a springboard for outreach. There is a call to be, to reach neighbours in other parts of our communities, in other parts of our towns. So we felt the call to go into areas with minimal Christian presence. We didn't know what that meant three years ago. What does that mean? No idea. Don't know. But there was a call to go out into other areas with a minimal Christian presence. And that might be uh, a new work with a new church or other church leaders. We didn't know. We know a little bit more now, but we'll come to that. But the call to cast into the deep. So recreating community, reaching neighbours. Then the third part was in John chapter 7 where Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of life-giving water will flow from within them. That every one of us is called to be a river of life-giving water, that that would flow from within us. That there is actually work for us to do here in our discipleship, yours and mine, that for all of us, we need to be moving on towards God. So the third part of our vision was growing in discipleship or growing disciples. That we, we want to encourage all of us, all of you and us, not to just be Sunday attenders, but to be disciples. Not to be just turning up on a Sunday, but to be following Jesus as part of your life. That's different to turning up on a Sunday. And what does it mean? It means knowing the Bible stories. It means being a passionate disciple of Jesus. It means learning to rest in Christ at any time, at any place. It means being that river of life, giving water wherever we are. That being praying at specific times, but being prayerful at all times. These are the aspects of discipleship we want to grow amongst us. And also to help us all to recognize what are are we called to? What are you called to? 
Everybody, we believe, every disciple is called to do something, to be a disciple somewhere, to impact some other person or some other community. What is that? We have to help us each other discover that. So the three areas of our uh, vision, there was four verses in particular in these three areas, recreating community, reaching neighbours and growing disciples. So we're just going to think for a moment about where we've actually got up to with those three areas. So in our building, in our building here, we have, as Chris has already said, hundreds of people who come through the doors each week. People who, we don't have to go out to meet them, we just have to be here. And they come in through the building. Many people who don't know the love and hope that Jesus can bring. So we said back in 2017... We said about how we wanted to recreate community that would be an instrument for enhancing people's experience and pointing people towards Jesus. So where are we up to? Well, the building project is well underway. We're hoping we're not too far off. Hopefully, as you come in this week, as every week, you start to see things are moving forward. We've now got colour in the foyer and furniture arriving and things are happening. But what is inbuilt to our building refurb is space for conversation. How did Jesus share the hope that he brought? It was largely through chatting with people, through relationship, through those conversations. How do we have the best conversations? Well, it's when we get to know people, isn't it? It's when we have relationships with people. Richard Evans, who's our centre manager, is already training to be a chaplain. He's doing that at the moment. And so we're going to think about how chaplaincy can work in the building. How can we take care and point those who come in this building to faith and hope in the Lord Jesus Christ? How can we do it? This is one way that we're looking at doing that. So it's all about being hospitable, having this place as a place of welcome. But this isn't something that just Richard or just those of us on staff team need to do. It's a call to all of us. We're all called to go and we're all called to be witnesses to Jesus. So perhaps you're sat here today. And you're thinking, actually, I'm great at doing that. That is exactly the kind of thing I want to do. I love chatting to people. I love hanging around and just being here. Talk to to me or Chris. We will need welcomers, people who can do this kind of hospitality and communication. The next thing we looked at was reaching neighbours. Now, our pioneering ministry is well underway. This has already happened. If you've been in church over the last three years, you'll have heard us talking about pioneering about how we're going out into different communities with the good news of the gospel. And so at the moment, what we have happening is an alpha course in High Lee. And it was so encouraging hearing from Nicola that 22 people turned up to that alpha course this week. And let's pray that that keeps going and that it's a really inspirational course and that people find hope and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as they go through that. We also have a pioneering group that's meeting in Thelwall. Um, That is led by Simon and Hannah, and and they're there, and they're they're praying, and they're seeking God for that community. They've already done some some things on the ground as to how to actually relate to friends and neighbours in that place. But that is only the start. What did Jesus say? Go into all the world. Start in Jerusalem, go into Samaria, and keep going, and keep going. So what about you today? What about where you live? If you don't live in sort of central limb, if you're out in Appleton or Grappenhall, or you're out in a community where there's other people who are Christians locally, what is God calling you to do in that community? How is God calling you to be a pioneer where you live? In time, 
that might mean a new congregation. It might mean something quite different. We don't know yet. It's not all planned out, but God knows it. So let's put our trust in him. And then the final thing, the final area we were talking about was growing disciples. Do you know what I find is one of the most important things in any group of Christians is that we know one another well as friends. As a leadership team, one thing that we put a lot of effort into is getting to know one another. We share food together because it's so much easier when you have great relationships to then talk about our faith in Jesus, to challenge one another if we need to. It's a bit difficult if you don't know one another. So as a church, one thing that we want to do about discipleship is simply having time where we can spend it together. And there'll be certain things we're doing this year to enable that to take place. I don't know whether you related to any of those various kitchen items that Chris was talking about this morning. Perhaps you have a gifting that is quite interesting and God wants to use it. And you've thought, I don't know how to use this. You know, I feel a bit like an olive stoner this morning. God can use you, no matter what your particular gifting is. Come and talk to one of us on leadership. We'd love to get you plugged in to serve God, because it's through serving that we grow, and it's through serving that we grow to know Christ and others more. You might be sat here today, and you might not be part of a small group. You know, it's great coming on a Sunday. It's good to hear the message preached. It's good to hear the Word of God shared together. It's also important to be in that small group where there is accountability, where you can ask the questions of each other, where we can learn one with another, and not just receive from the front. So if you're not in a small group today, have a chat with Will, have a chat with Chris. We'd love to get you plugged into one of those. In the next few weeks, well, actually next Sunday, we start a new sermon series. And the new sermon series will be spending four weeks thinking about the Lord's Prayer and digging into it in some detail about what this incredible prayer that Jesus taught us to pray is all about. Prayer is so important in the life of our church. And as we launch into that sermon series, we're also going to be launching into thinking about this place as a physical house of prayer, with prayer going on every day of the week. So that will happen. That will be announced in the next couple of weeks when those are taking place. Do come and join us, because let's underpin everything that we do in prayer. Thanks. So just to recap... We've talked about where this vision came from, the verses that we started with. We've talked about the three areas, recreating community, reaching neighbours, growing disciples, and that that was the vision of 2017 moving forwards. And now Jonathan has told you, uh, reminded you hopefully, of what's happened in the intervening time and where we are now. So now let's just on this, just this one slide, look ahead through the next year and say, well, what else could we do that would help us, help move us as a church towards this vision that God is still calling us to and still giving us new parts of that vision which we didn't see before. At the bottom there are the things that we already do. They're all important. Uh, Sunday teaching, youth and children's prayer, small groups, pioneering, caring for one another, all other things that go on here. Um, But let me just uh, give you an idea using this colour scheme. So blue for recreating community, red for reaching neighbours, green for growing disciples. Let me show you what what else we're thinking of in 2020. These are not given. Some of them are, are already started, but most of them are not. So they depend on all of you bringing what you have to help us do these things. So first of all, in terms of community. So we we are at the point almost of completing our building project 
Uh, that's, not, that's for our midweek communities and for this community. It's important for this community to have a place, I think, to go and have coffee and have a chat. At any time, not just on a Sunday after church, bring the newspaper in. Let's, let's chat about where you're up to. Um, that's almost there. We are thinking of a significant, making a splash to continue the water theme, and having an open day, April, May-ish, something like that, inviting councillors, the MP, whatever dignitaries we can find in the area, bringing all the user groups in, let them have a table each in Lower Ridgeway, one for the toddler group, one for the art group, one for the Spanish, one for French. We could have our own little tables in there for LBC, for an Alpha course, for friends and neighbours, whatever it is. But let's show the community, let's not be the best kept secret in limb. Let's show people what goes on here, that it is life affirming what happens here. So we want to make a big splash of that. Have a fun day as well. Let's get some bouncy castles and jousting and goodness knows what going on outside. Yeah, inflatable jousting. I've done it. You can, you can uh, see me. Get some inflatable jousting going on. That's what we need. And uh, chaplaincy. Uh, what does it mean for us to be a chaplaincy for the people who meet here Monday to Friday? We're not sure yet, but we think that's what God is calling us to during 2020. So then reaching neighbours. We've already talked about the Alpha course that's begun very well. Later on this year, we might, we're looking at, some material has come to our attention, some really good material on sharing our faith. We all get hung up on this, don't we? It's hard, it's really hard to tell people about Jesus without sounding weird, right? How do we have those Jesus conversations or just faith conversations? How do we do that? Um, well, there is a lot of good material out there, a lot of it recent, just on training, on witnessing, on how to have those conversations. What's the, asking the next question that could lead to a conversation that matters. So we want to do that. And uh, CTLD Churches Together in Lemon District, uh, Jonathan's got some ideas on how we, as a, uh, a, group, a group of churches in Lim can actually assert our presence more, in a more impactful manner. Because, as always with churches, if we can only get together, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, what we can do together as a united presence. Again, that could happen or that could start to happen in 2020. Then the third area, growing disciples. So we've, Jonathan's talked about the daily prayer that we want to start at LBC. There'll be a little bit more about that in the next couple of weeks. The daily prayer happening at different times of the day, but almost every day here. Uh, a, a discipleship questionnaire or a way to, for us to assess, to calibrate, where are we in our discipleship? That's not an easy thing to do. We came up with a questionnaire, which we were going to use last year, but for various reasons it didn't happen. But we think to, this year would be a good year to do that uh, anonymously. And then a church weekend, again, spending time together is part of growing together as disciples. So we need more opportunities to do that. We, we, we could have more church lunches. That would be great. But here's something that we've got a little team looking at, a church weekend in September. There is always so much more we could do, isn't there? There is always more. There's always more we could do in terms of sharing Jesus. But just think, just very briefly... What prevents us? What is holding us back today? What is holding you back from casting deeper to going into the deeper waters? Well, sometimes it is time, isn't it? 
sometimes we have very busy lives and it's like, how do we fit all these kind of things in? Yeah, we had a, a series on one anothering earlier this year when we, we thought about how do we love one another? How do we encourage one another? All that takes time. It takes time. Outreach is a big time commitment. It's not going to just happen. And we can't just say that's somebody else's responsibility. We're all, we're not all called to be the next Billy Graham, but we're all called to be witnesses to Jesus. It means a sacrifice of time. Prayer takes time. To put the time in your diary to say, actually, I'm going to be serious about this. To meet with the Lord for prayer. Service, serving God in whatever way also takes time. What about money? Money. We need money to resource the church. We need it to pay for the heating, to pay for staff. Everything that happens, it happens because of the generosity of people in the church fellowship. The building project this is almost getting towards the end. Actually, it's been incredible how when we originally looked at a building project, the first prices that we came in at were about 750000 We've managed to do most of what we wanted to do at less than half that kind of amount. Isn't God good? And God being faithful to us. But money is essential. Money is essential. We're going to be having a, a gift day a little bit later on this term f- to give to perhaps those last things of the building project that are on, our, if we like, our wish list at the moment. Things that would really help us finish the building off in a good way. If we had more money, we could think about more staff. We could think about perhaps a community worker or a pastoral worker so that we can enhance those ministries that we're doing. And we can invest in ministries not just here, but in the communities round about and invest in our mission partners as well. Are you confident in the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning? You know, one of the biggest things I think that can hold us back is the fear that actually... Are we really sure that what Jesus says is true, is true? Are you confident that Jesus Christ died, rose, risen from the dead, and is returning? If today you're not feeling that confident, can I encourage you this year to prioritize discipleship? Go to the Alpha course. Do whatever it is you need to do. In your small group, ask those difficult questions. But seek out confidence in the gospel. And sometimes, I've already mentioned this, you may, again, be thinking like one of those kitchen utensils. I'm not sure what part I have to play. And we can lack confidence that God has actually called us. God's word tells us, though, we are all called to play a part. We are all called to play a part. Thanks. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Let's not be a generation that doesn't perceive what God is doing. Let's be a generation that builds with silver and gold, that sees what God will do in our time. So to end then, we're all called to do something. What is it that God is calling you to do this year and beyond? What is God placing on your heart? Or which of those kitchen utensils could you bring? What, What is it that you could do? Is it a particular ministry? Is it encouraging someone else in a ministry? Is it giving money so that somebody else is enabled to do that ministry? Is it just being better trained and better equipped to share your faith? One thing is for sure, we are are not a church that treads water. We are a church that moves with fast-flowing water. And God will move us. If, if If we make ourselves maneuverable and steerable, God will use us. Let's just pray as we finish then.
Come, come to the waters, says Isaiah. Come to the waters, all you who are thirsty. And you who have no money, come buy and eat wine and milk without money and without cost. Listen to me and see, eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you've given us a vision. You've given us the tools, the utensils to put it together. Now give us the faith, Lord, to step out this morning, this year, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.